John likes tech and lives in Indiana, you know Kevin likes the Dodgers and talks on the radio John plays games on Xbox and on his Nintendo While Kevin runs around LA with his mustachio It's the Lack of Genius Podcast In your ear holes at last They don't know they're Mars from Venus That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast Hey Kevin John, how you doing man? Oh, not too bad. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. When we when we hopped on here, I was complimenting your your haircut and I think maybe even a beard trim. Am I wrong on that? Um, the beard trim's been a while, but okay. Yeah, I did get a haircut last week, so the hair looks good. I know you cut your long hair a couple. This has been a couple months now before Chicago, yeah. but uh, mm-hmm. part of the reason I bring it up is because I bet that I bet that short hair feels good in the summer heat, right? It does. I'm gonna miss the long hair come winter though. Yes, then you'll then you'll grow back all the fuzz and you'll be warm again. <laughs> but we're in the we're in the thick of summer right now, and um, part of the reason I bring that up is because we're that's what this episode is all about is summer camp, baby. Summer it camp, is. our yeah. our specific summer camps. Where did you grow up going to camp, John? Uh, well, I grew up going to a couple of them, uh, okay. but I, we're we're mainly focused on church camps that we that we've gone to, and so for me that was Camp Alexander Mack up in Northern Indiana, and so yeah, that's where I went. Both of our camps, so I'm doing Camp Laverne here in Southern California. Both of our camps were founded by um, the Church of the Brethren and connected to the Church of the Brethren. Camp mm-hmm. Laverne and Camp Mac. You went to other summer camps? Were these like Boy Scout camps or were they other? Yeah, other... yeah. I went to the Scout camp too. So, Got it, got it. But this this quiz, of course, focusing on Camp Mac where your, <laughs> your child is right now, correct? He is, yeah. Jacob is uh, currently at Camp Mac. Uh, he's been there a couple times in the past with uh, my parents for grandparents' camp. Cool. But this is his first time at any camp for a week without family. Wow. So this is his first uh, trip away. How did how did he how did he feel? Was he nervous about it? Was he excited? He he was you know excited and nervous and a little anxious. You know, meeting new people that you know knowing that he really knows and stuff, but. Um, I told him, you know, I always came away from camp with a new friend. So that's great. What a good dad. Yeah. Um, that is one of the reasons that I am excited about doing this episode is because mm-hmm. to this day, some of my closest friends growing up are people that I made at camp or like friends from back home that I brought to camp. And then we had this bonding summer camp, regardless of, of where it is to me, just brings such an opportunity for kids to Feel safe, be themselves, be vulnerable, have fun, make mm-hmm. really lifelong friendships. So um, if nothing else from this quiz, I hope that uh, talking about camps will get you pumped up and want to send your kid to a summer <laughs> camp. But uh, yeah, John, super excited to get into this. We do have a tidy up section to get into first. And John, you know, yeah. I'm I'm crazy excited about it. I don't, I'm not even going to spoil what it is just yet, <laughs> but we have a special guest in our tidy up section that we're going to bring in just uh, right about now. Does that sound good? Sounds good. Tidy up. Before we go, go any further with the show, show. Tidy up before we go, go. Fix our mistakes tonight. I want to get it right. Tidy up. Okay, so this is a, this is a very special tidy up that I'm very excited about. I don't know if we have a guest for our tidy up. Let's let's bring him on. Barry Goldmeyer, our joggling joggler. Mm-hmm. Round of applause. Barry, thanks for joining us, man. Good to be here. Barry, I don't know if you know this. 
You are a what I'm going to call a fan favorite here at the Lack of Genius podcast. We get yeah. we get comments about you all the time. When I ask people what their favorite episode was, who their favorite guest was, they're like, "I really like that joggling one. That joggling <laughs> guest was good. I really like the joggler." So there's something there's something very unique about what you're doing, and and just to. For anyone who who is not familiar with who Barry is, he is a I was going to say professional. I mean, but you you joggled. You, this is running while juggling, and you do marathons, mm -hmm. you do five Ks, you do all kinds of races. We did an episode back in I think November. So Barry, again, thank you for coming on. And um, I thought it would be cool to just check in how you've been doing and what what you've been up to uh, race wise. What what you accomplished since last November? Well, I'm kind of like the exact opposite of professional. I spend a lot of money to do these races instead of. <laughs> getting paid to do them. We got to get you a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's money well spent. I, I I don't regret spending the money. Yeah, well, that's. I think that's one thing. I know that's one thing I admire about you and probably our listeners is that you you have, a, there's a lot of joy in your voice when you talk about mm -hmm. it. You, you, you could tell you really enjoy this. I know you've done at least two marathons since we've last spoken, right? Um, I did like a bunch of marathons in... 2021 like so the last one i did was um i think in philadelphia november looks like it's november 21st okay and then like i did like one in arizona in january did a couple other races dude some like half marathons i guess do you dress up for every single one and do a theme or do some you just kind of go and you just joggle it depends i don't know it just depends on a lot of things it just um like if, if something happened, like say if I was going to do some Capitals thing and the Capitals lost really bad like the night before, <laughs> so I'd scrap it and do something else that day. Um, yeah, and then mind. like the other thing is um, like say when I'm doing hockey sticks, um, the wind is really hard with those sticks. So right. it can't be like a windy day. So I probably wouldn't do it. This is part of why I like to think of you as a professional because it's not as simple as just going out there and doing it. You got to take all the fact, you got to take the weather, you got to take the context yeah. of what's happening socially. Yeah, the beanbags are always pretty safe, though. The beanbags are always pretty safe because, you know, unless it rains, I just can't do it. But Oh, because they get all soggy, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's no good when they get soggy. <laughs> you ever think about writing a book about joggling, Barry? Uh, no, not really. You know who would read it? You know who, who would buy your first copy? <laughs> you already know the answer. <laughs> Me right here, man. I would read. In, in fact, man, I wish I had connections to like a documentary film. You need to, your life and your joggling journey needs to be documented in more well, ways I, than I've than taken notes on do. it. I've taken notes on the marathons I've done and all that stuff, but um, I've never really thought of doing a book or anything. The next Ken Burns documentary. <laughs> yeah, let's get Ken Burns to follow you around with the camera. And man, you, your, your life is so fascinating to me. Well, I know um, in February, the Rams won the Super Bowl, which was very exciting for me here in LA and being a Rams fan. And then in March, you you did the LA Marathon, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what we, I was just looking at before we started here. Well, I wore an Aaron Donald jersey. And I guess at that time in March, it wasn't certain he was going to come back for this year. That's correct. Yes. But he did, he did yeah. resign for a mega deal. Yeah. People in LA kind of know Aaron Donald. That's Aaron Donald's town. So you, you got to give the people what they want, Barry. You got to you got to <laughs> stick with what they know. And then what did you well, juggle? It has to be something that like they can get. Like yeah, I mean, I guess there's some stuff that I could think is funny that nobody else will think is funny, and <laughs> that's kind of like I can't really like do that. But what we need to do, Kevin, yeah, is uh, we need to get a shirt sent to Barry, one of our shirts, <gasps> and so the, then he can wear it in the next marathon. 
You could do a lack of genius <laughs> marathon. Oh my gosh! And we'll set. Let's see. We have koozies, but koo you could juggle our koozies. That might be pretty light. We'll have to. I don't know how many people know what that is, though. But yeah, but they will after you do this marathon. <laughs> they'll they'll all know lack of genius after you wear us. Here here's the thing. We were talking about a sponsor. Now we can't pay you, but we can certainly give you our merchandise for free. You know, who, are the Washington Capitals sending you their merchandise for free? Are the LA Rant? No, they're not. The Lack of Genius <laughs> Podcast will send you shirt and juggling material. Well, as I said, it gets kind of expensive. I got to pay for all of it. <laughs> yeah, see, so we will sponsor all of your equipment needs for the Lack of Genius Marathon. We might have to make, or at the very least, maybe a 5K. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what, Barry, if you're ever coming to LA doing a marathon, let's say, maybe maybe you and I can find a 5K to do together. And it can maybe be my first ever juggling race. We'll wear Lack of Genius gear. I think that'll be a lot of fun and be a, be a I feel very safe with you. Yeah. <laughs> You're you're in, right? You're 100 percent in. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, like the Rams are football, so I juggle footballs. Yeah, um, I juggle microphones. Well, see, I mean, I, I can always do the beanbags. I can always do the beanbags. The beanbags are always like the safe bet. Mm -hmm. You know, we did do a cornhole episode, so we can get cornhole bags with lack of yeah, genius on them. And you were juggling those. Yeah, I was. I think you yeah, were that's how, those. Yeah. That, yes, I was. That's mm -hmm. how you, uh, that's that's something you saw. You realize, yeah. oh, this guy does know how to juggle. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I am happy to have you involved any way we can with lack of genius. You mm -hmm. are not just a fan favorite, you're a host favorite. Um, we, we should wrap up here since this is mm -hmm. our, our tidy up section, but I'm always grateful and happy to hear updates from you on what you got going on. Okay, it's, it's good to hear from you. Um, yeah. And I, I didn't have to get the questions ready. You know, when we did it before, <laughs> John actually beat you, Kevin. Yeah. And Thanks for I thought that John was from Los Angeles. <laughs> oh. I was asking a lot of Los Angeles questions, and you had the home court advantage, sort of. And I John know. still beats you. Yes, thank you mm -hmm. for sharing that, Barry. And John was like, I'm not a runner. Kevin's more a runner. So, he is, so you know, you had the running thing going for you. Oh, yeah. You had the Los oh, Angeles. Thanks, and then I found out later that John was from Indianapolis. And it was like, <laughs> I've run the Indianapolis Marathon before, and I never even talked about it. So you kind of had the home court advantage, and you didn't win. <laughs> We're just going to edit all of this out. No one will hear any of this. <laughs> yeah. So now we have to have you back on so we can give John home court advantage so that I can win is what we're going to have to do. <laughs> hey, Barry, it's it's a pleasure having you, man. Thanks so much for taking the time to come on. We, we, we really so appreciate you. Okay, it's good to be here. Good to talk with you guys. Good to hear that people like me on the show. It's yep. better than the alternative. Yeah, you are well-liked, my friend. <laughs> Thanks, Barry. We appreciate it. It's time to take a quiz or two. Like a genius podcast doing this for you. You may fail, but it ain't no lie, baby, it's quiz time. Don't really want this quiz to be tough. I just want to pass one because I failed enough. It might sound crazy, but it ain't no lie, baby, it's quiz time. Why is Barry so great, John? I don't know. <laughs> what well, is I I love that man. I just love that man. I, I, a man that I've only met once in real life. Mm -hmm. I shared this in the first episode, but we literally met on the field of SoFi Stadium at, mm -hmm. where the Rams play, where I saw him joggling on the field. And I said, hey, are you a joggler? Yeah. And he couldn't believe that I knew what a joggler was. Like, 
Gosh, John, if if we had a third co-host, it would be him. I, that would be my vote. I mean, bring Barry Goldmeyer on every episode. Anywho, big 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 shout out and appreciation to uh, to Barry for, for mm-hmm. taking the time yeah. to join us. We really appreciate him. We're ready to do some quizzes on some summer camps, though. Yeah, we are. I'll go first. Okay, you're gonna ask me about Camp Mac, yeah? Yep, I am. Okay, let's do it. So, what year was camp started? 1920. 1925, 1930, or 1935? Well, you, you, you may not be surprised to learn that my question is exact. My first question is exactly the same. Um, <laughs> now, is this the Because now I worded mine as what year was camp founded. Is that the same? Can I ask if that's yeah. the same? Okay, same yeah. idea. Okay. And, and, and I have to be very careful here because I don't want to reveal what uh, the correct answer is for me. 1920, 1925, 1930, 1935. Wow, that's a lot of history. Mm-hmm. Oh man, part of me is tempted to choose 1920 just because then they would have just celebrated their 100th anniversary or 1925 would mean it's coming up very soon. I, I want to go with one of those earlier ones. I'm going to choose the early one. I'm going to choose 1920 and hope that they just celebrated 100. Ah, dang it. It's 1925. Ah, I was so, so they got their, their 100th is coming up very soon. Yeah. Um, but I've not heard of if there's anything major going on. I'm sure, I'm sure there will be. I mean, you know, the brethren, they like to have ice cream socials and stuff. <laughs> so I'm sure there will at least be an ice cream party. Yeah. So Michigan, Ohio, and Indiana back in the early 1920s started having uh, like youth gatherings uh, as well as adult gatherings. And it was brought up, hey, a camp would be a good thing. So they formed a committee, as the church does. And, um, <laughs> you know, they kind of settled on the location for Camp Mac, partially because a brother and farmer was like, hey, we'll donate this land or, you know, you can buy it cheap. But it also, you know, there was like four different trains that like stopped within a few miles of the camp. Uh, there's major highways for the time and, you know, buses. And so it was a good kind of middle ground for an easy place for people to get to, Got it. Um, from Ohio, Michigan, and Indiana. Very logical. Um, yeah. You weren't there in the fall at Manchester, so you didn't get to experience Camp Mac day. I did. I did. I was there in the fall. Ah. You, maybe you confused that I was in the spring, That's but no, right. I was there in the fall. Yeah. So I, I was going to say, That's I right. have been to Camp Mac. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so you got to experience Camp Mac Day, you know, and that's something that Manchester has been doing for decades, at least back when my grandpa was there for a semester, and they would actually take a train from campus up to camp. Oh my gosh, uh, your grandpa went to Camp so, Mac Day. He was a student. Manchester yeah. College is where John and I met uh, in Indiana. What, what is the what is the city or town that that uh, Camp Mac is in? Milford. Milford, Indiana. Milford, Indiana. Yep. Got it. Gosh, so you and your grandfather went to Camp Mac. We so what's crazy, mm-hmm. John, is we have we have been at Camp Mac together. I don't I don't remember yep. if we hung out there or not. I have no I Oh, well, we probably did. I have memories like I can see the lake, I can see big open fields, I can see like a, a mm-hmm. jungle gym area. There's a I don't know if it's the lodge or whatever, a, like a little gathering place. It's a beautiful camp and it is very different than Camp Laverne, I'll tell you that right now. It's a it's a great camp. And that's not to say Camp Laverne isn't beautiful, but it's um yeah, it's full and green, and it's it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, um, probably one of the big lodges that you're thinking of actually burned down not too long. I mean, it's been a while, maybe a decade or so. Um, so they've built a new building and, and some other stuff. So, I mean, there's been improvements. You know, we're much needed and welcome, and so. 
Very cool. Very cool. Well, let's um, let's learn a little bit about Camp Laverne then. I already alluded that the first question is is exactly the same. What year was Camp Laverne founded? Was it 1900, 1924, 1953, 1975? Was California even a state for those first two? <laughs> yeah, California became a state in, I think, the 1860s. I should know this as a native Californian. <laughs> I know the gold rush was a big part of it. That was 1849. Now I'm going to, now I have to look up when did California become a state? 1850. So, oh, it was right. It was literally right after the gold rush. For some reason, I thought it was a few, like a decade or two after, but September 9th, 1850 is when California became a state. So all of these Camp Laverne dates are after that. 1900, 1924, 1953, 1975. I'm going to go with 1953. That is incorrect, John. I'm sorry. So it turns out Camp Laverne is one year older than Camp Mac, apparently. Oh. 1924. I was, when I saw those dates, I was like, oh my gosh, they were founded right around the same time. So Camp Laverne founded in 1924. I, it's fun. So, John, you and I were talking beforehand on the pre-show that you actually had to read a mm-hmm. book to do some research on this, yeah, which, I did. which is amazing because Camp Laverne and Camp Mac, neither of these have Wikipedia pages or articles on the internet about them. So you you found a book and gathered some information about Camp Mac for this. There is no book about Camp Laverne. Everything on this quiz is basically my understanding what I know about camp. I'm, I've been serving on the camp board for probably a decade. I've been a camp director there for the last 10 years. I've, mm-hmm. I grew up going there. My parents, my grandparents all went there. So there's a lot of rich history, but, um, you know, most of it is just things that I've learned growing up. Yeah. 1924. So our hundredth anniversary is coming up in two years. You know, we don't have anything planned either, but, but there will hopefully do something exciting. Um, you just can't take my idea of an ice cream social. I, I was going to say, I already got it written down. I was like, Camp Laverne ice cream social. <laughs> <laughs> Camp Laverne also founded by the Church of the Brethren, the, the Laverne Church of the Brethren. Um, Edgar, I can't remember his initial, but Rothrock is the last name. He was the pastor of the Laverne Church of the Brethren, I believe, was one of the main founders of the camp. And I say this in jest, but some of the, it, it, you could walk into camp and you could think it was 1924. It is a, it is a <laughs> rustic camp. That's not, that's not true. It, but some of the structures are quite old. I mean, it still has mm-hmm. a lot of the history and charm from, from the old days when these buildings were, were yeah. first put up. We had, uh, we still have open air cabins, some of them, but like when I grew up going in the nineties, all the cabins were open air, meaning like the door was just like a, a half door, almost like a stable, like a half door that swung open. The windows were open. So mm. I have memories of almost falling out of my bunk several times uh, up from the top bunk <laughs> as a kid. It is rustic, but like you said, and I, I don't want to spoil future questions, that we have made significant improvements and, and modernized many of our buildings. But to me, that is one of my favorite things about camp is that it still has that rustic charm. And if you're going to yeah. go there, you're going to be in the outdoors. Like it's, it's a... Uh, it's it's part of the experience as you're up in the mountains. Angeles Oaks, California. That's in the San Bernardino Mountains here in Southern California. That's where Camp Laverne is located. So so there you go. A little quick history to, to but yeah, we're we're one year apart, us Camp Laverne and Camp Mac. All right, what you got for number two? True or false? Ooh. My mother's grandfather helped build buildings at camp. I'm gonna say true. I'm gonna say that your mother's grandfather did indeed help build buildings at camp. True. Woo! Correct. 
All right. Yeah, you know, the campus started in 1925. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, buildings needed to be built. Um, I don't know what buildings he actually was involved with um, because there's quite a few of them. And, and you were talking about the cabins being open air. You know, mm-hmm. we still have quite a few open air, you know, they're basically just like squares. And, you know, they've got screens because we have bugs. Yeah, um, we, we sense have added screens to, to those open air ones. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and that's actually one of the one, ones that Jacob is staying in this week is one of those old ones. I love uh, that. I don't think they've ever been painted over and, you know, and everyone just writes their name in the cabin <laughs> and stuff. I don't know yeah. if Laverne allows that or not. They, they've they been painted over since, but yeah, our cabins used to have all kinds of etched initials and things like that. But uh, most Oh yeah, no, our, ours hasn't been painted. Oh, um, that's fantastic. So I mean, I, and I know that I at least wrote my name in one of them. I don't remember which one. Yeah. And I, and I told Jacob that, so I'm sure he's going to try looking all over the place and every single one that he can to try and find my name. That's great. That'd be so cool if he found it and added his name next to you. Yeah, my uh, mom's mother's family is from the North Manchester area. Um, and so this is maybe just a half hour, you know, give or take, half hour, 45 from the North Manchester area. The people involved with the camp, came, you know, were from the North Manchester area as well. And so a lot of the stuff was built by the church. Amazing. Yeah. It's, and, and what's so amazing is just how, how mirrored Camp Laverne and Camp Mac are as, mm-hmm. I'm, as I'm learning. Because same kind of thing. Most of the original structures were put up by members of the church. They would go up there and they would build yeah. the cabins. And th- that's kind of why I say it a lot. It almost looks like it's still, I, I don't mm-hmm. know what year the cabins were actually put up. But uh, a lot of them are built very solidly and, and just mm-hmm. like, there they are, still standing there from however yeah. many decades ago. But uh, yeah, amazing. I, I love that. This, Believe it or not, this next question does ha- about Camp Laverne does have to do sort of with some more things that you just talked about. <laughs> Number two, what is the name of the only remaining outhouse at Camp Laverne? Uh, is it Roadmaster, The Throne, Gertrude, or the Kevin Schatz House of Pee and Poo? I mean... I, I could I could see you having a sign made that says that and you hanging it on there, but I feel like Gertrude. It's, it's just calling to me. Gertrude is calling to you. It just well, yeah. it just seems too too random to be made up. Yeah, Gertrude is correct. That is the name. I do not have a sign up. I I was thinking of a fourth answer for this, and I realized wouldn't that be funny if that if the one building that was named after me was the outhouse. Now, there are many people far ahead of me in line to have buildings named after them. So again, once again, I, I say that as a joke, but <laughs> if I if I had anything, I would, I'm the kind of person that even as an old man, I'm pretty sure if I saw a sign that said the Kevin Schatz House of Pee and Poo, I would still laugh at that and find that <laughs> funny. That would be an honor to me. Um, so, you know, for many years, the only restrooms available at Camp Laverne were outhouses with the exception of, I don't know what year these were added, but there was one set of flushy toilets, a male side and a female side. It's just one small little outhouse looking building, but they're flushy toilets and they're the only non-smelly ones. Those are on what we call <laughs> Bluebird Hill up at Camp Laverne. So when I was a youngin, up until about my high school camp age uh, years, we, <laughs> the girls always stayed on Bluebird Hill because they got the nice smelling toilets and the boys always stayed down where the, uh, where the outhouses was that were, there was an outhouse called Roadmaster. And that was the one that was right by the boys cabins all the time. So I remember going in there, I can literally smell it right now. Like it's <laughs> such a, it's like, it's amazing. Smell is such an amazing uh, memory tool, mm-hmm. but Gertrude is the only one that's still standing. It's down by our kitchen. So our kitchen, um, is right next to a stream. That's a beautiful shaded area with uh, green picnic tables. Gertrude 
technically is no longer an operating outhouse because, you know, it used to, it used, you'd go in the toilet, right? You'd go in the pit and there'd be a, there's like a, a thing that you can clean out. The thing that, that it connects to is no longer there. So if you, mm. you can pee into it, but it just basically goes into the ground. Um, mm -hmm. But I hope it never gets torn down because it is a, it is definitely a landmark of a, uh, of a building. I was saying that the, the, you know, we didn't, we only had those one flushes in, in, I believe the year 2000 is the year that it officially was, uh, put to use a brand new bathroom was built, uh, a, a whole bathroom facility, including showers, flush toilets, uh, dressing room. These are, it's a beautiful structure. It's like our best structure at Camp Laverne is 100% <laughs> our bathroom. It's the, it's the newest and the nicest. Um, my dad, my uncle were both big parts of building that they were a big part of that project. I remember going up there as like a teenager and helping a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I know I helped some, but I can't take much credit for it. Um, in fact, they had t-shirts made that, that said, finally a place to go in the woods. And, um, <laughs> that changed life for me when I was like, Oh my gosh, I can actually go uh, to a nice flushy toilet. And, um, since, Oh, and one other thing I wanted to add is that prior to that as well, the only showers that we had were outdoor showers. It was basically like four pieces of sheet metal put up around showers with an open, there was no roof. <laughs> and there was what's called a puffer belly next to it with a water tank by it. I sound like an old man, like back in my day, we had to, we had to start a fire before we showered. We literally did. We had to, we had like an hour before we wanted to shower, we would have to start a fire in this puffer belly, heat up the water. And then we only had that limited one tank of water to take mm -hmm. our uh, to take our showers in, and um, so yeah, you can imagine that in two thousand when the new when the new showers and toilets went up, <laughs> we were ecstatic. It was a game changer. Um, all right, uh, where where are we at record wise? You're one for two, and, and so are you. All right, let's do it. Let's do number three. Yeah, and, and, and not trying to look ahead, but our number threes are both very similar questions as well. Oh, cool, awesome. What is the name of the camp newspaper? Oh, Mac News, Wobby Waves, Brethren Press, or The Info? Name of the camp newspaper. So Camp Laverne does not have a camp newspaper, but Camp Max is it Mac News, Wobby Waves, Brethren Press, The Info. I'm tempted to choose this one that Wobby Waves. It makes me wonder if the lake there is called Wobby. That would be a very creative and innovative name. The waves happening in the Wobby area. I love, I have to choose Wobby Waves. I love that too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's called the Wobby Waves, and it's still a thing. You know, each cabin will kind of create their own page for it, and you know, gets photocopied and stapled together, and all that. Oh, how cute! But this is something that the camp has been doing almost from the beginning. And the guy who was right, who you know, ran the the camp, yeah, L. W. Schultz. He even talks about in the book that the brethren aren't known for necessarily keeping, you know strong history records and stuff, but um, they would bind the Wobby waves each year into a volume. Wow. And so there, there, there's that history of, you know, there. And I know a lot of that burned in the, in the fire in the, Whoa, the burned. Uh -huh. um, but I think there's still a copy of a lot of them, but yeah, you could, I, I don't know if you still can, but at least when Becker was still around, you could go in there and look through old, wobby waves and the camp pictures and, and stuff like that that's amazing so yeah it's not anything that's new it's been going for almost from the beginning it sounds like so john as the official ambassador representing camp mac right now 
on behalf of Camp Laverne, can we steal that idea? <laughs> <laughs> can I blatantly rip that off and use that at the summer camp that I'm directing here next week? I, I Yeah, go ahead. Um, Thank you. I have official permission from Camp Mac. This is a binding and uh, whatever document. <laughs> no, I I love that idea. Yeah, I mean, and it's named after the lake, Lake Wabi. Uh, that's the uh-huh. lake camp is on. I love it. Wabi waves. Do you guys do stuff in the lake? I mean, you, you guys use it for oh, swimming yeah. and recreation and all that? Yeah, canoe, swim, rowboating, sail. Um, I, I love this newspaper idea. I'm I am blatantly going to rip off this idea because I think that would be fantastic. So thank you for that. Yeah, I mean, and I'm I'm pretty sure I have a box somewhere with all the ones from when I went. So, so cool because they give it to everybody at the end. See, I don't even our, yeah. our technology isn't that great up there. I don't know if we could actually make a copy for everybody. We probably have a copy machine up there. I think we could probably make it happen. <laughs> um, all right, John, thanks for the inspiration on that. Um, I'm I'm glad I got that one right. We're t- I'm two out of three. Let's see how you do on number three. Yeah. Similar question because I'm asking what the name of something is. What is the name of the Camp Laverne theme song? Is it A, the Camp Laverne theme song, B, CLV's The Place to Be, C, Kayakiaikis, D, 123, CLV, exclamation mark. <laughs> I'm going to go with CLV's The Place to Be. That is incorrect. I would say that's the working title of the new song that I wrote. Actually, I think I just called it the Camp Laverne song. Our theme song's <laughs> name is Kayakiaikis, which I will tell you before I even get into it, I have no idea why. I have no idea what it means. I don't think it has anything to do with any language or or historical significance. And if I'm wrong, I would love for someone to tidy me up on that because I've never <laughs> once learned that. All I know is that the, I mean, I'll, I'll say it's Kayakiaikis, Nobody's like us. We are the kids from Camp Laverne. Always a winning, always a grinning, always a feeling fine. Kayak. So I think it's just like a little holler that somebody made up. Kayakiaikis. In fact, mm-hmm. on the option, I don't even know if I spelled it right. Um, <laughs> but one of my favorite things to do, most of the directors will come in and say, now make sure you don't mix up the lyric. It's not kayakiaikis, nobody likes us, which is what commonly happens when people sing it. It's kayakiaikis, nobody like us, saying we're individual. Nobody like us, but it's very easy for kids to sing nobody likes us. So I, in fact, encourage my campers to sing nobody likes us because that's what makes us unique. I I don't know if I'm spreading a great message, but, um, (laughs) and then in 2020, we, because of the pandemic, we did a virtual camp And for that, I wrote, I'm certainly not saying this is Camp's new theme song, but I wrote um, basically just a new Camp Laverne song kind of describing the different things in the area, the different landmarks. And um, I don't remember if I named it. I think I did just call it the Camp Laverne song, but I I think I'll change it to CLV's The Place to Be based on your your selection. So that's cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, Camp Mac has a song too. Um, And I'll admit it's been long enough since I saying it that I had to go find lyrics for it. (laughs) Um, But it's M-A-C-K. Mac is our camp. We will be loyal to you. You've given us a vision of perfect life. We want it. We need it. For it, we'll strive. On Lake Wabi. You sing that twice. And then working, striving, telling the world of you. M-A-C-K. Mac is our camp. Oh, see, that's nice. And nice and short and sweet. See that? And one thing, and you know, look, I, 
I love Kayaki, I guess. I think it's a great, it's, it's never going to go anywhere, but it doesn't say anything that's special about Camp Laverne. It just says that we're always a winning, always a grinning, always a feeling fine. And it's like, okay, well, that can be about any camp. So that's why I wanted to write a song that could be used to sort of, it literally includes like the trails that we walk on and the, mm -hmm. the different landmarks around the camp. Right. So I, I, li I like that that Camp Mac 1 incorporates the Lake Wabi. Uh, I'm two for three. You're one for three. You ready for number four? You're, you're ready to give me number four? I am. All right. So we talked about there's this lar large auditorium mm -hmm. um, and there's big stained glass windows on each side of it on each oh, end, cool. or on two of the ends. Um, I always just thought that was a part, you know, someone built it for the auditorium. Mm -hmm. um, but no, actually, they came from an old church in Fort Wayne that was no longer being used. And so <gasps> the owner of the land wanted to tear it down. And so someone saved the, the stained glass back in the 19, like 20s or 30s. And so it got put in when the building was when the auditorium was built then. Um, but on the inside, what does the large or auditorium have murals of? Famous Brethren, mm -hmm. History of the Brethren, wow. Nature Landscapes. Or religious iconography. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Very interesting. Well, three of the four have something to do with religion being famous. I mean, somewhat famous brethren, history of the brethren, religious iconography. And then there's nature landscape. So that would be the oddball out. I'm guessing that probably means it, it is one of these sort of more religious ones. For me, it's easiest to other nature landscapes is pretty easy to visualize too. But famous brethren seems like you you know here's this person here's this person like I can visualize that so for that reason I'm gonna choose famous brethren. Dang. You want to take a second guess for no points? <laughs> well, I I could go. I'll say history of the brethren as my second guess for no points. And, and that's what it is. <laughs> okay. Um, there are I think it's up to twelve, or twelve or thirteen murals, wow. like five and a half feet by like thirteen feet each. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. I there long you know okay. huge murals um that basically tell the history um you know up until 1949 um and then a new one got added back in like 2010 um to kind oh, of cool. continue it on um but yeah it basically starts in you know 1710 or 1708 or whenever you know with the founding of the church and then kind of each of the major you know coming to america and then uh, so on. That's so cool. I cannot help but think about parks and recreation. <laughs> like the, the the murals on the on the on the walls. If you haven't seen Parks and Rec, it's uh, it's it's very funny. That is very cool though. We we have like one big mural when you walk. We have a main lodge, and that's where we mm -hmm. hang out in most. But there is a mural up right. against the wall when you walk in that basically depicts camp life, and it's it's like a sun coming out of a godlike kind of Jesus like looking figure mm -hmm. and then these sun rays coming out and then in between each sun ray is a different image of camp so here's kids canoeing on the lake here are kids at campfire it's a it's a beautiful piece it's the, i don't it doesn't sound as like significant as what as what the camp mac one looks like um yeah. but I, I do love the incorporation of art there that's cool um all right well i'm two for four let's see if you can tie me up on number four here you're one for three right now what unique feature is noticed upon entering Camp Laverne's craft lodge? Is it A, the door is bright green? B, there's no roof? C, the walls are covered with campers' names? D, it smells like butterscotch? I'm going to go with butterscotch. This is, I gave you some pretty good choices, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was very proud of my choices there. It smells like butterscotch is the unique feature upon entering Camp Laverne's craft lodge. That is... 
Incorrect. <laughs> now, let me tell you why I have that choice there. I'll, and I'll tell the correct answer is that the walls are covered with campers' names. So, much like your cabins, you know, our cabins mm -hmm. used to have names on them and then they painted over them. And I don't remember ever getting like a memo, quote unquote, about this, but the message was kind of clear like, okay, we should probably stop writing our names on here. But the craft lodge has, I mean, hundreds of names all over it. Like it's it's hard for campers this day and age to find a space to write their name. Um, I'm talking roofs, rafters, ceiling, uh, floor, tables, cabinets. Everything has has names on it at this point. Um, my sister and I, what we do now is we have one where we wrote Erica and Kevin shots, camp directors for and then we have summer and winter, and so we just add a year each time um, to keep the running tally of that. So that is the unique feature. Uh, the door is not green. There is a roof. However, it is an open-air cabin. We do have um, screens up on them, though. Mm. Um, the butterscotch is because there is a— I'm going to get shamed for not knowing the name of the tree. There is a type of tree in and around camp that when you go and smell it— it smells like, now there's debate about this. It smells like either some people say butterscotch and some people say vanilla, which if you <laughs> kind of think about it, they're sort of similar smells. Right. I can definitely notice the, it, it almost is like a vanilla flavored chapstick, but I, I tend mm -hmm. to think that it's butterscotch more. We have a trail that we hike to get to our local lake, Jenks Lake. It's, it's like three quarters of a mile away, if even that. Mm -hmm. But there is a tree that we pass every time and uh, encourage our kids to smell, and that is the butterscotch. So, so I, I almost wondered if you knew that this tree existed and you could argue like, well, maybe it's surrounded by those trees, but no, there are no trees near the craft lodge. Uh, that nope, smell I, like don't, that. I don't think I knew that. So there you go. Yep. Covered, covered. With, oh, and by the way, I wanted to share this fun fact about my dad that mm -hmm. I do believe he has the oldest signature in the craft lodge. I've, I've spent a lot of time in there looking for the oldest one. I don't know what year it was put up. I would guess probably in the fifties, but 1962, there's my name. There's my dad's name, Bob Schatz. He has, it says Bob, and then it has 62, 63, 64. And then he has a separate one that says 65. So there you go. All right. What do, am I on the last question? We're, we're moving on to number five. Yeah. All right. I'm two for four. You're one for four going to the last questions. How many acres is the camp now? Wow. 200, 100, 300, or 1,000? Wow. Any one of these, like, I actually don't know what the acreage is of Camp Laverne, but I, God, if I had to guess, I would say like five acres, unless I'm severely underestimating what an acre is. So to hear that it's either 100, 200, 300, or 1,000, then yeah, it's it's quite a bit larger. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to choose something in the middle. I'm going to say 200. I'm going to say it's 200 acres. All right. It's 200 plus. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. I, I love that you know. Um, I'm not good with size estimations and things like that. That is not my forte. So when I say Camp Laverne is maybe five acres, I could be severely underestimating that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I would love to tidy this up down the line and kind of get a kind of get an accurate guess. I, I do anticipate that Camp Laverne is much smaller than Camp Mac, though. I that does would not surprise me. But um, I may be off on my acreage, so I will check that fact. Uh, all right, number five. I Oh, I did get that one right, so that means I won the yep. episode, but you can try mm -hmm. to go two for five here. This is unique to my experience at camp. Which exotic animal was said to be meandering in our nearby lake, Jenks Lake, in the summer of 2012? So this is, I think this was my first year as a director, and there was this exotic animal that was in the lake that there were signs everywhere to have caution because this animal was in here. Which was it? Was it A, a giant piranha, 
B, a snapping turtle, C, an electric eel, or D, a caiman? Well, I don't think an electric eel would be able to live in the lake. Um, piranha, maybe, but I'm going with either the caiman or a snapping turtle. Um, <laughs> I think caiman actually needs more salt water, brackish water. So I'm going to go with a snapping turtle, which might be exotic to you, but is not exotic <laughs> to us here in the Midwest. Snapping turtle, John, is incorrect. It was the Cayman. And I, I guess I could have given you a clue on this that and maybe you already figured this out, but this was something that somebody released into the lake. Like somebody right. bought this pet Cayman or ha somehow came into possession of this Cayman, which is like a small crocodile, if you will. That's the closest mm -hmm. way I could describe it and needed to get rid of it. And they went and they put it in the lake. So um, we never saw it, but it was so fun because it was a relatively small group. And I don't believe they said, don't go in the lake. Like we, we still canoed and everything, but they just, mm -hmm. there were signs everywhere to have caution because they didn't want anyone to get bit and then have a lawsuit. We made it a mission to try to find the Cayman. And I remember one of our counselors, Scott, who he's a good friend of mine from middle school and high school. Um, he comes up and counsels for us every year. He happened to have this little rubber alligator and just by <laughs> chance just happened to bring it up to camp with him. So he tied it on a string or something and on our last night, we do a barbecue over at the lake. We were there and we said, mm -hmm. wait a minute, what is that? We got everybody to look. And they, you know, these are high school kids. So they, we were trying to be all cutesy. Like, do you see that? What is that over there? Is that a kid? And then he pulled the string to make it move. And all the high schoolers were like, you're dumb. That's just a rubber one. And then, uh, but then it ended up being a nice little bonding experience where mm -hmm. we walked around the lake holding the alligator. Like, look, we caught the caiman, everybody. <laughs> we caught it. Uh, <laughs> just one of those, just one of those silly, like sort of, yeah, kind of inside jokes. But one of the reasons mm -hmm. that I love camp is that every camp has it's sort of a different theme that you really can't right. predict. They just sort of happen. So there you go, John. Anything else you got on on camp or on anything in your life? Uh, no, I think I think that's about it. We'll we'll go ahead and wrap up. A, a, a quick thank you again to Barry Goldmeyer for coming on our very yes. special tidy up, and uh, and hopefully you'll be seeing us all joggle together here in the near future. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Lack of Genius Podcast in your ear holes at last. They don't know they're Mars and Venus. That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast. So you kind of had the home court advantage and you didn't win. <laughs> We're just going to edit all of this out. No one will hear any of this. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>